right. Let's do this. Let's do it. Now that all injuries are dealt with. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm sorry. I really was panicking because I was like, if I don't have a Band-Aid, I don't really don't know how I'm going to deal with this, like, bleeding appendage. Oh, I found the line. Oh, there you go. I literally just chucked it across the room. Mystery solved. Jesus Christ. All right. I almost want the, the the episode to start with, oh my God, I just caught my finger. And then just, just go from there. Okay, I can do that. I mean, I can edit it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easily done. So so you're alive now. I'm alive. You're good. You're good. Not a Band-Aid. Yeah. This is a Excellent. very... Honestly, there's one, there's two Band-Aids left. Mm-hmm in this kit and all purpose dressings. Okay. Um, Johnson and Johnson. I was going to make the idiot joke of like ranch or Thousand Island, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> you should have, that would have been funny. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm no longer dying, thank goodness. Good. Minor injuries. Yeah. I guess one podcast host was harmed in the making of this production. You have to put that, to put that in the episode notes. With the mm -hmm. easiest drink we've ever made. Yeah. And I got injured. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to trust you with a blender drink. You, really <laughs> like, you can't. <laughs> no. You cannot. No. I can't be trusted. No. With anything, apparently. So welcome to Restless Spirits, guys. Welcome to Restless Spirits. I'm Taylor, down a finger. I'm Vin. Not up It finger, is my middle finger, though. So, like. I don't want to know how you did that. I can't. I don't, I don't need. I don't know. I was using the wrong knife for one thing. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who knows? It was too long. It was too long of a knife to be cutting a lime. I got one of the, one of those like Chinese like vegetable cleavers the other day, and I'm like terrified yet excited. That's kind of exciting. I need, yeah. you know what? I need new knives. Like honestly, I need like a new set of knives because mine are so dull. That's where the problem here is. Like the knife was not dull enough to not cut my finger, but right. dull enough that it wouldn't go through the lime. Right. Yeah, that's a problem. So I need some new knives. Yeah, you should probably go do that right now band-aids all righty all right <laughs> okay so what are we doing now podcast something <laughs> we're doing a podcast how are you Ben? <laughs> i'm doing all right how are you i'm doing okay now that i'm band-aided up yeah good good um but no i'm good it's been you know pretty average week yeah it's yeah fine. nice and snowy outside yeah it is it's i not nice. I don't like, I don't like snow. It doesn't bother me. I mean, like I'm going to grumble about having to, you know, shovel tomorrow, but I'll deal. Well, that's, that's the nice thing about living in an apartment and working from home right now is I don't have yeah. to go anywhere. Right. Although tomorrow we're going to have weather coverage all day. I have no idea if we're off work yet or not yet. I hope you are. It'll be nice. 
I saw one um, interesting post, I think Henrico County Schools. They were like, we still believe in the joy of snow days. So even if like we're virtual, we may still have a snow day if the conditions don't improve, which I thought was kind of good on them. Chesterfield is having a snow day, not for cute reasons. They're like, our teachers, even though they're virtual, teach out of their classrooms. So Henrico they, mentioned they, that in their in their note too. Yeah, they didn't try and be cute. They just went right for no no school. Oh, hold on, my mom is texting me. Oh. Let me just let me just tell her that I'm podcasting. Hey, Susan. <laughs> That's my mama. Mm-hmm. She's sweet, but she she gets worried. <laughs> even when like i haven't left the house all day (laughs) well i mean she somehow knew you cut yourself that's true she she did text like right after i sliced my finger open so yeah she knew she has like some weird mom sense i don't know about probably i think all moms have that or you have to like yeah it wouldn't surprise me you hone it or something i don't know Mm. oh man sorry (laughs) i am like I'll cut this part out, but like, I'm very squeamish mm-hmm. and I saw like a spot of something on my table and I was like, that is my blood. There you go. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to throw up. Excuse me. Oh gosh. Right. We run a podcast with spooky shit all the time. So this is the thing that people don't get is that like, I love spooky stuff. I love ghost stories. I love like paranormal stuff. I like true crimey stuff. I like... Mm-hmm. But I like it more in the sense of like, I don't need to ever see a horror film ever. Fair. And I don't like gore. I don't like blood. I almost would rather hear a story than mm-hmm. like be forced to watch it. And yeah. And 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 I, I mean, like I, I we've talked about my love of ghost hunters. But right. if I watch a ghost hunters marathon, I'm not sleeping that night. Because yeah. every noise... Is it going I don't, I mean, obviously, being an unbeliever, I still don't need to see a horror movie. Like, I just, I don't need to be scared. Like, life is scary I, enough. I mean, I'm I good. think that's the thing, too, is, like, I'd rather hear, like, someone's experience. Right. Then, like, I don't need the cheap thrill of, like, a jump scare. Right. Or, you know, I think the only horror film I've ever actually enjoyed was The Others with Nicole Kidman. Hmm. Okay. And that's that almost more psychological than it is like scary. Uh, that's more thriller than horror, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. no, and Paul will tell you, my dad, um, one time we watched a ghost hunters marathon and I left my light on that night because <laughs> I was like, this will keep me safe having my light there you on. Go. And my dad, my sweet, sweet dad, he's such a good guy. He came up and he was like, oh, Taylor must have fallen asleep with the light on. I'll just turn the light off for her. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm, I'm asleep, but it's that kind of asleep where like one little sound is going to like spook the crap out of me and I wouldn't jump out of my skin. So I'm like asleep and suddenly I like can sense that the lights have been turned off I open my eyes and I can't see my father because I'm just like still bleary eyed but I can see like 
do you know how sometimes you like turn off a light, but you can still see someone's eyes? Do you know what I'm talking no. about? No, I don't. Oh. I've okay. never seen that. Sorry. Listeners, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So like, I could kind of like just see my dad and I just, I was like, it's a ghost. I know it's a ghost. And I'm still like half asleep. And I just like grabbed a pillow and just like chucked it at my father. Oh my goodness. And he was like, well, I was just, I was just trying to be nice. And I was like, turn the light back off. <laughs> Poor Paul. He was just trying yeah. to be nice. Oh. But I'm a scaredy cat. I'm a scaredy cat for most things. We've had input from both Susan and Paul this episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. they're good. My parents are good. Yeah. Be a weird podcast, but I was like, my parents suck. They're the worst. Right. My, my they're right. people. They won't. They won't be contributing to the podcast anytime soon. But they're all right. All right. <laughs> Okay. I bet Susan would come. Oh, that was really loud. I bet Susan would come on the podcast. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell her. Okay. She'd love to be oh, a guest. I have a follow-up fact from last week. Ooh, let's do it. Because oh, I discovered this fact this morning, and I'm bummed that I didn't get to record it, include it in the original record for San Antonio. But... San Antonio has an annual Valentine's fundraiser, like the zoo in San Antonio. Okay. And they allow patrons to name a cockroach after an ex, and then they feed it to one of the animals. Do you know, I think that we put that in a story in a show once. Seriously? Yeah, that story sounds really mm-hmm. familiar. I think, mm-hmm. I think around Valentine's Day, we ran for, that story. For an extra, it's $5 for a cockroach, mm-hmm. or $25 you get a frozen rat that you can feed to a snake. That's amazing. Isn't it I love that. Right? I love it. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. The name of the event is Cry Me a Cockroach. That is amazing. Isn't it though? Oh, that's the best thing. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Um, Oh, another follow-up to San Antonio is that I was talking to my aunt and uncle about it <laughs> just shouting out my whole family yeah but they were like did you guys talk about the river walk they and and they were like oh it's amazing sure it's beautiful and like yeah. it was really cool that they were that was like the first thing they thought of and i thought that was when the that was really cool because we talked it's about like, that it's like just like an iconic thing you think of it's like that in the alamo it's sort of yeah two hits yeah yeah but we're not doing it this week we're not we're also not doing Arizona anything anything in Arizona. What are we no. doing? <laughs> <laughs> we are doing Miami. Ooh, Miami, Miami, Miami. Okay, sure. Okay, why? Okay, I've made this reference now to two people who have not gotten it. It is a Will Smith song. I, do you not know the Will Smith song about Miami? I mean, I vaguely remember him singing Welcome to Miami, but I don't really remember the lyrics or anything. Yeah, I go, Welcome to Miami. And then a girl in the back is like, Miami, Miami, Miami. No, I did not pay attention to Will Smith. Wow. You and Baby Ty Ty, my friend Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not cutting off, but I call him Baby Ty Ty. He'll appreciate that. That's fine. He will. I think he'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll join us one day. Maybe. So Miami, I, I legitimately, like I have a, a whole bunch of notes about Miami, but I thought I was just going to go beaches, nightclubs, cocaine, and then just walk away. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, what else do you need? Yeah, what else is there? Good enough. Yeah. 
And although it's informally known as the capital of Latin America, because it's like a very big melting pot of many Latin cultures mm-hmm. in one spot. Oh, it's the only major city in the U.S. founded by a woman. Oh, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, Julia Tuttle, a citrus grower originally from Cleveland, okay, owned the land that the city was built on. I mean, okay. we're not going to talk about who she probably cheated, stole it, whatever from. I mean, whatever. Good, whatever. good for her. Yeah. She was hustling. Yeah. It's the second largest city in the U.S. with a Spanish-speaking majority. So English is a minority language. In my okay. What's the other city? Uh, El Paso. Oh, okay. Which, you know, it's that's right on the border. So Yeah, that makes perfect happen. sense. Yeah. And there's the largest Cuban-American population outside Cuba. How close is Miami to Cuba? I know like it's 90 super, miles. I was going to say, it's like super, super close. And which plays super heavily into like the city's politics and sort of yeah. culture. Because have you heard of wet foot, dry foot? No. It was a policy where literally if you were like coming from Cuba, like on a raft or like escaping Cuba, yeah. you had one foot on, on U.S. soil. Even if the other foot was in the ocean, whatever, you were good. You were safe. We had wow. you. You're in. Does that, I mean, because I remember when there was the like little boy who was. Elian Gonzalez. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I think it's his name was Elian, but I, <laughs> I don't want to say it would yeah. be wrong. Right. But yeah, I, I remember that. And that was an issue only from what I remember vaguely because he was a minor, like his mom brought him, but she died on the way. And yeah. So like, I don't know how they, I don't remember how wet foot dry foot didn't apply to him, but yeah. that ended in 2017. And that was like a huge like thing. No, don't 2017. 15, 2015. Sorry. 2015. Okay. Yes. Because it was Obama that ended it because he normalized relations with Cuba. Yeah. And that was like, the Cuban Americans and Manny were not happy about that. So, yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't have anything else interesting about Miami other than more cocaine. It's probably going to sink in the next century, just the whole city. So, kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's built on like a thin layer of limestone. And then underneath that is the Biscayne Aquifer where the city gets all its water from. So, like, it's it's not stable. It's you can't drill very far without hitting just like a gigantic lake. Keep those things in mind for both of my stories. Okay, we'll do. That. Actually, I'm glad that you said those two things. Good. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to I've never. Have spring. you been? Have you been to Miami? I have not. I've been to Orlando. That's really about it. Same. Yeah, I would like to go. I've been to Orlando. I've been to Clearwater, Florida. I've just been to Orlando, I think. I went with my, I went with Adriana, my friend Adriana, who did our art, who did our um, cover art. Yes. She, her family's from Florida. And um, so we did like a beach week thing after we graduated from high school. And uh, I spent 10 days with her in her grandma lives in Clearwater. And then we like visited friends of theirs in Orlando and then we also okay. went to St. Petersburg, which is a really, really cool. It's part. I mean, it's like all they're all not that far from each other. Right. Um, St. Petersburg is really cool and has a Dali museum, Salvador Dali. Oh, neat. Yeah. Also, why? <laughs> like, what is the apparently? Language apparently, um, it the landscape there reminded him or like was similar to some Riviera, not the, I don't know. I don't, 
Good for them. Some, for he him. liked the That's landscape cool. or something, oh. and, and they built a museum there. It, it was gorgeous. And right. um, I think the coolest part of that museum is that there is an exhibit for his like massive, massive, massive optical illusion paintings, mm-hmm. which I feel like I had never really seen before. And yeah. they were gorgeous. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I got a print that still sits in my house. Nice. Yep. Salvador Dali, everyone. Salvador Dali. I'm a big fan. Ooh. Nice. Um, but that's not Miami. So I don't know. I I don't know much. I would, I don't know that I've ever had a, like, I think outside, like, I'm not a partier. So I feel like I'm not, right. I'm not going to be like going to the club or anything. So it, it never really felt like a place I needed to go. Right. And the only other like big kind of cultural thing is what, like what Scarface. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it's all right. It's never seen it. Really? I know enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like seen. I know enough about the movie that I feel like mm. I don't need to see the movie. Right. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm kind of that way about um, the Godfather too. Like, okay, the Godfather is excellent, and you should actually watch it. I mean, I know leave the gun, take the cannoli. Sure. You should also and know the rest of the Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Wednesday. I know that. I sh- maybe one day I'll watch it. Our face is funny in that it had a bunch of like Italian and Jewish guys just kind of like round up to be Cuban. Problematic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. But I mean, what, 60s, 70s, 80s Hollywood? What wasn't yeah. problematic? So True, true. I think it's better to look back, look back on that and laugh at this point. I know about like, it helps him, like falling into a massive pile of cocaine. Yeah. I know say hello to my little friend. I thought about making a massive pile of cocaine this week's drink, by the way. I I mean, that would have been appropriate, but instead you yeah. went with something a little more like uh, PG, PG-13, I guess. <laughs> yes, when alcohol is PG-13, you, you know you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we What are we drinking, Ben? It's the Cuba Libre. Which is just a fancy way of saying what? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. We've got to go through the history first. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. I'll let you do it's this okay. your way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the name originated in the mid-19th century during the struggle for independence from Spain. So there was the Ten Years' War from 1868 to 1878. The fighters would sip a drink called the Cuba Libre. Back then, it was kind of supposedly a mix of either honey or molasses mm-hmm. and water. I guess just a real, real good pick-me-up, just straight sugar. That doesn't sound good. It didn't sound great, which is why they would add the most likely, I should say, add aguardiente, which is that pronunciation. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's what like is a, that? It's a generic term for spirits. Oh, okay. So, so in this so, case, it would most like. Sorry. I was just going to say some kind of alcohol. Yeah. In this case, most likely rum, especially if it had molasses already, just being a, a byproduct of the sugar trade. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. Cuba Libre was kind of appropriated by Americans as sort of a call to arms, especially during the Spanish-American War. So once the Spanish-American War was over, U.S. business and interests kind of flooded into Cuba, and especially in 1902, beginning with Coca-Cola, which was kind of brand new and on the market then. Yeah. Cocaine. There's the link. 
I mean, it did. <laughs> I mean, it literally had cocaine leaves in it oh, yeah. when it, when oh, it yeah. was first. There's a great, there's a, uh, I don't mean to interrupt. But there's a great episode of, of Drunk History about the invention of Coca-Cola. Who was the narrator? Jenny Slate. Oh, okay, she's great. Yeah, it was, it's a great, okay. it's a great episode. It's, it's fantastic. Nice. So, like, in 1902, people had already figured out that, like, Coca-Cola plus booze was, like, instant delicious. Real good. Yeah. Um, but the British-American playwright and, journal- and journalist and playwright, Basil Woon, which is a fantastic name. It's a great name. He made it official in his book, When It's Cocktail Time in Cuba. It was published in 1928. That's a great name for a book. Yeah. Sounds, like, instantly sounds romantic, sounds kind of relaxing sounds. yeah yeah i want to read it waves yeah good luck finding it i was on amazon it was like 450 dollars. so no, thank you i don't have that kind of money no basically noting that cuba libre was already served at the american club in havana so like they just figured out on their own this is an easy combination so what it's kind of an american drink functionally yeah I american know. drink cuban drink a little bit of both well, I mean, like you know, Miami. Yeah, two nations come together. Yeah, for and one drink. As Taylor referenced, referenced earlier, it, it's a Roman Coke. Yeah. It's the easiest drink in the world, but with I, lime. It's, <laughs> it's the easiest drink in the world if you don't have to cut a lime. There you go. There you go. Get someone else to cut your limes. <laughs> get an adult. Get, get, get a parent. Get a, have adult supervision, y'all. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't do it by yourself like me. <laughs> and and slice your finger open. Yeah, please don't do that. It's not fun. No, although you will have the rum. You can just kind of clean that up real quick. It's true. It's true. I'm glad you didn't do that, though. No. Well, I, for, okay. So, like, I was running around like a, with, like, a chicken with my head cut off trying to find Band-Aids because I'm, I'm not an adult. And... um. I heard you just say like alcohol. And I was like, does he expect me to put alcohol on my cut? But then I realized that you meant <laughs> that alcohol is a blood thinner. So yeah. I was like, don't just start pounding alcohol harder. right now. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid watching you just bleed out over Zoom and get real weird. I, I like that you would watch and like not call 911. <laughs> I can do two things. True. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Operator, I'm watching her bleed out right now. I mean, only in 2021, right? Like only yeah. during the pandemic. It's like, well, I was, I was zooming with my friend yeah. and she cut her finger and I think she's dying. Maybe. I hope you, I would hope you sound a little more panicked than that, but. Yeah. And, and would you check on the line? Cause she lost the line. <laughs> she lost the line. I, she <laughs> doesn't know where it went. Goodness gracious. So if after all this, you feel like you want to make a Cuba Libre. (laughs) How do you do it, man? Here's how. (laughs) I mean, if you all really need me to walk you through how to make a Roman Coke, fine. Tall glass, highball glass if you've got one. Fill with ice. Two ounces of rum. I have seen recipes for light rum or with dark rum. Use whatever you got. Like, I don't think it matters. Both went the dark rum route. Yeah. And I'm honestly kind of regretting it. Not because I dislike dark rum, but because I don't mess around with light rum that much and it would be a chance for me to experiment with a new thing. There you so, go. 
depends if you're feeling adventurous, if you're feeling like an old, you want an old friend. The one thing I'll say is don't use a spice rub. I think it just, especially with the lime, stuff like the vanilla and like the spices and spice rum don't really work well. It would have been very sweet. It would have also. been a very, very sweet drink. Agreed. Agreed. Though I will say the spice rums comes in, come in prettier bottles. Yeah, fair. Fair. I'm very susceptible to pretty bottles. If you can find a Cuban rum, good on you. I did not find any when I was at my local liquor store. What? I mean, what is a... I don't know any Cuban rums. Well, they've been embargoed to, for 60 years. We wouldn't. Oh, that's that's why. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just loosening up slowly, but good luck finding one. <laughs> Unless you're, you know, New York, Chicago, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, either light or dark rum. Either, either way, it's fine. Just don't go with spiced. Yeah. And then you're going to use six ounces of Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, yeah. No Malibu, none of that flavored shit. Just Don't do that. No, 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 no. I, no, yeah. I did that in college. Don't do it in real life. I didn't, I didn't no, I never could. Oh, I, I drank a lot of Malibu in college. Did you really? Um, yeah, and like different flavors. Like I would get passion fruit or mango or, and I would make like beachy cocktails. Okay. So it drinks at all times. Yep, anything that kind of tasted like you should be like putting sunscreen on at a beach. Mm-hmm. That was my jam. There you go. It had to be a pretty color. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. You get it. Not my not my jam, but you know, you do you. you listen. Yeah. It's not not for everyone. I was that weirdo like 21-year-old. 21-year-old that was like really enjoying a gin and tonic. Oh, you froze on me. What was that? I said I was the weirdo 21-year-old with like a gin and tonic going like, oh man, yeah, this this juniper taste. I just like, I, I, it's funny that I'm not really a gin drinker, mm-hmm. but I will say that the gin drink that we made for Charleston yes, was my favorite drink we've ever made. It has its place. It really does. I think it was also the Saint Germain, but um, but yeah, that was a I gin think it was drink. Mostly, yeah, mostly the Saint Germain, a little bit of gin, a little bit of gin, yeah. But um, yeah, my, but my yeah. grandmother always said, Don't drink gin. She's like, Gin will give you the spins, don't drink it. <laughs> I never did. She, she's not wrong, <laughs> she's not wrong. I did drink but a yes. lot of rum in college, though. There we go, rum and whiskey. I like my dark liquors. I was like a vodka gin boy. Okay. But at the same time, that was, that'd be a lot. That would be not good. No. Talk about spins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, so how do how do you finish this drink? You're gonna need six ounces of Coca-Cola and go and find Mexican Coke for this. Yeah. Do not use the your two liter of Coca-Cola. The Mexican Coke is made with cane sugar. American Coke is made with high fructose corn syrup, and you can absolutely taste a difference. 100%. This drink would be too sweet with American Coke. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It's, um, I use probably more lime. I use like half of a lime. Yeah, it's all right. Um, and then I did, I did, I just did Bacardi Black and Mm -hmm. Mexican Coke, and I'm a big fan. 
yeah, just squeeze about a half a lime into your drink, if, you know, more if you like it sour, and then garnish with a, a lime wedge and you're good. Like it's the easiest drink in the world. Yeah. But it's delightful. I imagine if you were in Miami on the beach or at, you know, a lovely place outside, this would taste delightful. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. think of all those, you know, Cuban independence fighters. Exactly. Years ago. With their molasses water. Gross. <laughs> molasses water makes me want to throw up. But not 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 this. This drink doesn't no. make me want to throw up. This is very no. good. 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 <laughs> all right. Someone might appreciate molasses water somewhere out there. I just like I don't like sweet things. Mm. So that just seems like it would be like yeah, it's fair. Too sweet for me. I can get that. I like this drink. Good. So you have really have no excuse, listeners, not to make this week. My God. Yeah, it's so easy. Huh? Unless yeah. you cut your finger and then you're dead. Yes, don't do that. Oh, and, whoa, that, that escalated. <laughs> yeah, I listen. I don't know. I don't know why I went straight to death. Uh, yeah, that, that seems like a lot. It's intense. I, I don't like it. Um, as we talk about things that are darker, as we can turn to um, to ghosts, to ghosties. So, do it. here's the thing. Miami is not that haunted. That's a shame. But I found a couple of places that are a little bit haunted and a little bit weird. See, like when I think Miami, I kind of I kind of already think a little weird. So, okay. Down for this. So it fits. Yeah. First thing I'm going to talk about is the Deering Estate. Um, okay. Which is, I think, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just get into it. All right. Get into it. So the Deering Estate was technically built in 1900. It was a three-story house known as Richmond Cottage, and that served as an inn. Um, But it was only there for like 15 years because Charles Deering uh, now we have Deering in, entering the scene. Oh, man. He purchased the estate in 1916, um, mm-hmm. but he didn't actually move until the, into the home until 1922. Um, he came from a prominent family and is known for being like a famous businessman and philanthropist. He lived in that home until 1927 when he died. Okay. So honestly, none of that is very odd. <laughs> um, but what sets this property apart is that also on the grounds is this thing called the Cutler Burial Mound. Okay. And it dates back to prehistoric times. The mound is about, right? The mound is about 20 feet at its base and it stands about five feet tall. Okay. So it's been there for a very long time. And of course, humans being humans, if we see a big mound, we're like, let's dig this shit up, see what's there. Um, so the mound, which is <laughs> like not great. The mound has been disturbed several times over the course of its history. 
Um, several no one learned their lesson the first time. Because no one learned their lesson the first time. So some were archaeologists who, who dug it up. Some were treasure hunters. Uh, neighborhood kids would just come and try to dig it up. Um, so that's they some, like Stranger Things shit. That's just I know, right? That's amazing. Um, and what they found inside the ba- inside the mound were mostly skulls and bones and other artifacts. Okay, no surprise there. Right, right. One of the people who uh, was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what I can see," is a guy by the name of Henry Perrine Jr. Okay. He was seeking out Black Caesar's treasure, which was said to be buried by the African pirate. This was, he was an actual pirate. His, he went by Black Caesar. He was a pirate. Um, he was mm-hmm. said to have buried a treasure in that area. And, and I also thought this was kind of interesting. Coincidentally, the pirate um, in question, Black Caesar, served as a crew member for another pirate that we talked about, Blackbeard, or Edward Teach. Okay. Uh, unfortunately... Henry Perrine Jr. did not find any buried treasure in the mound, just human remains. <laughs> it's not what you want if you're looking for treasure, but you know. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, okay, let me put back those, these body parts that I dug up. Mm-hmm. Instead, he threw the bones into a sack and left them by the side of the road. This is amazing. I'm, I'm in love with this already. This is so good. So not great. Not great to do that. I, Guys. I beg to differ. This is excellent. <laughs> I feel like if you dig up bodies, put them back. Yeah, it's Miami. Do what you oh, want. No. This is do what you want. Have more cocaine. Don't disturb an age-old burial mound. I mean, or, or or just do it and blame it on the cocaine. Okay. Experts do believe that it, 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 it was a Native American burial ground containing anywhere from 12 to 18 bodies. But again, we don't know how yeah. many bodies because sometimes people were just like, mm, put them in a sack, <laughs> throw them by the road. It's fine. No one needs them. Sack. <laughs> I can't get over that. Well, it was 1860. It was 1860 when he dug them up. I think sacks I mean- were more prevalent then. Oh, I'm sure they were. Just the utter disrespect of a sack. Yeah, he was just like, well, we don't have any money, but um, go ahead and toss these bones in here. All right. So you remember how you were saying Miami is sinking? Yes. So you you are correct. And in 1979, a sinkhole opened up on the property, revealing even more evidence of early human beings, of early humans living on the site, including Mm -hmm. animal bones. Animal bones, great. We've moved and, past people. And Those are all gone. And, and more human bones. Mm-hmm. All on this oh, estate. Joy. It's a lot of bones. A lot of bones. More bones. So now I'll get into sort of the ghosty bits. Go on. Um, <laughs> people have described it as not just being haunted, but actually being infested. Infested, that's a great infested. word. Infested. Lots and lots of ghosts. Colleen Kelly, a paranormal investigator in the in the area, says that she and her team have conducted several investigations on the property and recorded up to 60 different unique voices while investigating the property. Gotcha. There's a great NPR episode where you actually can listen to some of the EVPs that she caught. Some of the distinct sounds they have recorded include a man like breathing right into the recorder. 
and a woman saying right when and it's very clear and she's mm-hmm. like yeah there are no at this time there were no female investigators mm-hmm. in the room uh she told npr and those are two that you can listen to and they're very distinct and then one of the bones one of the bones I'm one of the bones you. And then she's recorded other voices saying things like, come home, send me, I'll go. And one voice even saying, I want some of you. Oh, okay. So kind of creepy. A little bit. The Deering estate, or Mr. Deering is also said to be one of the specters who still wanders the property. Um, people uh-huh. have also reported seeing women who look as though they're dressed in like 1920s fashion. So like some flappers is what I'm picturing. Yeah. He's doing the Charleston. Was, yeah. It's like, you know, I always think of that scene when I think about the Charleston, I always think of that scene and it's a wonderful life where they're doing the Charleston and then the floor opens up and they all fall into the pool. Oh, there you go. That's what I always think of. I Nowadays it's, the flipping Great Gatsby with just, you know, oh. DiCaprio hanging out. I think people fall into pools in that movie, too. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I think I've only seen that movie. I mean, I've read the book, but... Mm-hmm. All right. So here's a really interesting quote that I found it was from a security guard on the property, and he says, at least once a week I get poked or feel the presence of something sneaking by me. When I'm on the phone, I sometimes catch a voice other than the one that I'm talking to interrupt my calls. I never travel on my own when doing my nightly walk. And more than once, I've seen weird shadows and th- and think and things moving out, out of my line of sight. I'm really bad at reading aloud. Uh, we have sleepovers at least twice a year, and some of the guests can take all the paranormal activity. They call it, they call it quits. Oh, can't. Sorry. Can't take. All the paranormal. I was going to say they seem very, very, very they nice guests. They can't That's take fine. it, and they call it quits in the middle of the night and simply bail. That seems like a poor decision. I would. I don't know that I could stay the night in a horror in like a haunted place. I think once you're there, you're committed. You can't just leave in the middle of the night. That's asking to get killed. I don't know. I always think about like haunted hotels and like what mm-hmm. I would do. If like I woke up in the middle of the night and something was there that wasn't supposed to be, I would probably pack up and leave. I think I, I think I just hide and try and, try and style it out. I don't know. I'm also playing um, a lot of Luigi's Mansion right now, so I probably just try and get a vacuum cleaner and just try and like suck away the ghost. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I did include a picture. I don't know if you can see. It was a picture taken by the security cameras on the property, and you can see. It looks like a full body apparition. Um, it's oh, number five. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's not I see super it. distinct. Mm-hmm. But if you, it's kind of smack dab in the middle of the picture. There's yeah, this yeah, yeah. white. That's very much the shape of a human. It's definitely like a deer or something. But go on. Oh, it looks very human to me. <laughs> I don't know that Nothing a deer would human. look like I'm that. Sorry. I can see the other from from the front, two legs, chest, face. Looks like a person to me. Um, another interesting note about the Deering Estate is and that there's the, the inherent conflict of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, it looks like a ghost to me. I don't know. Um, I maybe, I don't know. I feel like, so the thing I, I always think about is if it's stuff from like security footage, Mm -hmm. you've probably seen deer before and it hasn't raised any red flags and you've seen what they look like. Mm -hmm. This one was different enough that someone decided like, I want to share this. This looks like a person. Mm. Could be. Could be. That's, that's the thing that that to me is like, okay, if you look at security mm-hmm. footage all night long, mm-hmm. that's your job. Then you've seen most right. everything you can see on a security camera. Right. So it's when you see something different that you're like, oh, that doesn't look like anything I've seen before. That's really creepy. Right. So it raises, it raises red flags. I don't know. That's just, that's just my thought. Um, another interesting note about the Deering Estate is that the site has an official ghost tour organized by the Florida Historical Society that you can book through the Miami-Dade County office. There's the grift. There it no, is. No, I actually think that's kind of interesting. That's like government sanctioned. I mean, it's Florida not has through no... the estate. Okay, maybe this is me going to kind of galaxy brain, but Florida has no income tax. So I figure they're just grabbing for money wherever they can because they need it. That's like a deep cut. Um, maybe. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It's it's not not interesting. <laughs> um, that's all I have on the Deering Estate. Okay. I mean, it's a neat place. Oh, my God. Could they have avoided so much trouble? Yeah. Just yeah. don't disturb the burial mound. It was fine. So many hauntings begin with like someone disturbing something, right? Like Ooh. if you're doing construction on an old house that can stir up spirits, but like intentionally digging up a burial site seems like just asking for trouble. When you said construction on an old house, I thought you were going to say it can stir up permitting. And I was like, yes, yes. I was about to jump in like, Yes. Oh I my mean, God, the permitting issues. Sure, that too. Yeah. <laughs> On a more practical note. Uh, <laughs> in the worst. <laughs> in like the most, like. <sighs> <laughs> the thick of the permits. Oh my God, the historical think society. Of all the permits, that. Taylor, that yeah. come with renovating an old historic house. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. I don't even know what to do with that. So I'm sure that would cause a lot of permitting headaches. Uh, no also, lie. It, it has caused a lot of permitting headaches. I have dealt with that before. <laughs> you were 100% correct. <laughs> but also ghosts. <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. The next place I'm going to talk about is. I think the weirdest thing we've ever covered. We say this like once every three weeks. So this but has got no, to No, this is the weirdest thing. And I would okay. like you, before we get into it, well, I'm going to get into it. And then I want you to Google it. Okay. I'm not going to I want it. you to see images. I didn't okay. put any in the notes. 
All okay. right. I'm ready when you are. So I'm going to talk about the Coral Castle. Okay. And this place, I just want to say, is a mystery. It is a mystery that I can't even begin to unravel. Okay. This, this, this is, you're building this up well. So I'm, I'm going to build, I'm going to tell you the story and here we go. Oh God. So it was built between 1923 and 1951 by a That's Latvian. What? That's such a long construction time. Well, I'm going to get into why. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to. So by a Latvian immigrant by the name of Ed. And I'm going to really butcher this last name. Lise Kalman. We're going to go with it. I'm just for the rest of this podcast. I'm going to just call him Ed. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. But he carved over two million. Some people say close to three million pounds of limestone or oolite coral. Okay. Into a castle and sculpture garden. Okay. Carved things like crescent moons, slotted on top of pedestals, a rocking chair, beds, doors, a lot of other things. I'm going to talk about some of the weird stuff right now. Okay. Um, one of the features of the castle is a lensless telescopic sculpture that sta- stands 20 feet, 25 feet tall and weighs about 20 tons. In the middle of it, there is a sundial that is perfectly aligned to the North Star. And it's calibrated to noon for both the winter and summer solstice. All right. Near the sundial is a fountain that depicts the phases of the moon. There are sculptures of Saturn and Mars near the north wall of the castle. And I just want to put this out here is that Ed was only about 100 pounds and stood under five feet. I love and this man. No one, no one knows how he actually managed to create the castle because he used no modern machinery at all. Okay. It was uh, never just a hammer and chisel. This dude just going, at, going to town. Yeah. Yeah. It was never actually called the Coral Castle by Ed. He initially named it Ed's Place, and then he later called it Rockgate or Rockgate Park. Okay. Weird. And as I said, like he did not use any modern machinery. He used n- none of that. And, and no one ever saw Ed carving any of the limestone or fitting any of the sculptures together. According to the Coral Castles Museum website, <laughs> Ed would only ever tell people that he knew the secrets of how the ancient pyramids were built and that if he could learn them, so could you. Okay. Good for Ed. <laughs> the structure has been sure. compared. Yeah. The structure has been compared to the pyramids um, and Stonehenge because they're all engineering marvels and <laughs> because of the mystery that surrounds them. Again, I said he, he didn't use any modern machinery, cranes, bulldozers, none of that. Right. Um, it said that he did use simple tools and simple machines to put the whole thing together. None of the structures have any mortar whatsoever. They are all carved to perfectly fit into each other. This is cocaine energy. <laughs> Maybe. This is Miami cocaine energy. He would only work at night and he refused to work in front of other people. 
And while there are videos of him, quote unquote, working, there are actually no accounts of him cutting the stones or moving them into place. Yeah, yeah, cocaine. So not only is the story of how the stone, the coral castle built still a mystery, but also the reason why he did it. So here's the legend surrounding it. Um, is that Ed fell in love with a 16-year-old girl back in Latvia. And he would have been around 30 at the time. So gross. Mm. But the girl left him at the altar the day before his wedding. And well, okay, good. decided to set out and build something spectacular as basically like a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what you're missing uh, sort of deal. An interesting tidbit, and I feel like I had this with Austin, but uh, it's true here too. The song Sweet 16 by Billy Idol is based on this story. Um, And the music video, (laughs) yeah, the music video opens with a photograph of Ed standing by the carvings and the phrase uh, loved turned to stone on the screen. Well, Billy Idol. Damn. Yeah. Well done. Um, the castle has been featured on a number of TV shows, including yeah, In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. It was also, and you know, you gotta love this. It was also featured on an episode of, wait, have, have you looked at my notes? Can you guess? I have not looked at your notes. Okay. Can you guess what other TV show? Okay, please don't tell me Ghost Hunters. Nope. Ancient Aliens. Oh, here we go. <laughs> because yes, of course. A lot of people have speculated that Ed was able to build the Coral Castle with some out-of-this-world help. For God's sakes, he just used levers and ramps. This is not... Uh. Other people have said that he had telekinetic powers and was able to lift the stones onto each using onto each other using his mind. The other theory is that the castle's grounds are positioned on the Earth's harmonic grid, allowing Ed to use magnetism, levitation, and electrical currents to move everything into place. And Ed was said to conduct electrical experiments, and he even published his own textbooks on those experiments, explaining Mm. how to recreate his findings. So maybe electricity was used in some way. I don't know. Um, I, I, and I say, to turn on the motors to move his shit. Like, <laughs> I, I said the more the more likely explanation is that he used like fundamental engineering principles of leverage. But it's kind of fun to believe the wackadoo theories. I mean, it's fun to entertain them it, for sure. I, I mean, I, I I'm down to hear them. There are a lot of, and I kind of, I kind of talked about it before. There are a lot of like astrological spacey things like I-, I want you to look it up i want you to look up crystal cat the coral castle <laughs> crystal castle that'd be cool too um the coral castle and just see some of the pictures of it because it truly is kind of incredible to look at and viewers at home you can okay. do the same thing i mean it's definitely very neat like it's got like it's got like a strong stonehenge feel to it for sure yeah okay i'm not seeing where this guy needed anything like complicated to do these things this is like yeah levers ramps like literally pulleys your literal I think, four or five I think, basic machines is i think the mystery is kind of in that like no one ever saw him do any of it but like over the past like over like a couple of decades like all this stuff just kind of appeared and people were like what the fuck and then I mean, he did open it he did open it and like would give tours 
I mean, um, like, who, who was looking? Was anyone like sitting there outside the property going like, you know, what's that making today? I don't know. I'm just, I'm blown um, away. To, to, to lend away. some more credence to this alien theory, I don't know. Guys, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Sh- I don't know shit about shit. I, I, I think that we've established that like, I believe in the paranormal and things like that. I 100% believe in aliens. Like to me, if you don't believe in aliens, you're kind of foolish because like the universe is so vast. We cannot be so arrogant as to think that we are the only living beings in this vast, vast universe of ours with like galaxies upon galaxies. Like, I don't know that they're coming to earth and like being like, Hey, you have no value to me or my government, but I'm going to teach you how to build a giant stone structure. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like I, mm. I don't, you know, I, I look at it sort of as just like a math thing, like in terms of an infinite universe, theoretically there must be infinite civilizations. Or like, there's there's no way we're the only one. If there's an infinite number of planets, infinite number of like worlds out there, yeah. come on. To so there's one others with like a bunch of fucking fish on them or something. To that we can... One of my favorite movies of all time, the fantastic film Contact. If there's no one else out there, it's an awful waste of space. Fantastic film. Contact is such a good movie. Do not come at me. That is such a good... Jodie Foster. <laughs> what... Are you laughing at Contact? Contact is a great movie. Okay. Contact is all right. Like, that's about as far as I'll go with Contact. Oh, I it's love right. Contact. I, it's one of my favorite. I love Contact. Like I said, all right. I would never go so far as to say excellent. It's all right. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Such anyway. energy about movies. What? such energy about that movie i love that movie i love like love it it's, it's all right to my core it's one of my favorite movies i love it so much i love matthew mcconaughey in that movie i mean he's basically just matthew mcconaughey but he's so good in what movie is he not just matthew mcconaughey um i don't know this is now a film podcast no, I'm not. A, I'm not a film expert. Listen, I never claim to be. I, like I mean, no, I neither like. is any person that does a film podcast. There's just someone with opinions, which is fine. That that's entirely validating it at the same time. But I just like that movie. I'm I'm making a second Cuba Libre. You, you um, saw me make things, my second one. One of the one, things that people so. point to. One of the things that people point to, and I think it's shit, pretty flimsy. I can't do anything. (laughs) I'm going to stop using lines. (laughs) This is is probably poor timing, but I was about to tell the listeners, don't buy that lime juice at the store and call it a substitute for fresh limes. Unless you're Taylor, and every time you use limes, you make a mess. Even if you're Taylor, I'd say... Have Susan come over and cut some limes for you. She would. I know she would. All right. One of the one of the p- things that people point to 
for like this alien theory. I'm going back to it. I'm sorry. I like I like aliens. Um, I don't dislike aliens. I'm, I'm here for this. <laughs> is that very close to the Mar- the sculpture of Mars? There is a palmetto plant, and there aren't like a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of like life like living things like plants and stuff in the coral castle, and so they think it like signifies life on Mars. Okay, I was gonna ask because I've seen some pictures, but not enough. Is this the planet Mars or the god of war Mars? Oh, the planet, the planet Mars. I apologize. Got it. Yeah. Um, no, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, mm. the planet Mars. I think it's pretty cool that he had no modern machinery and was still able to create this like telescope that aligns perfectly with the North Star and calibrates to noon on the winter and summer solstice. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty interesting. That is kind of neat. Like he wasn't an astronomer. Yeah, but he was just a maybe, dude. I was say maybe just a hobbyist, which you know, power to him. Good for him. Sure. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very interesting. Yeah, it does sound neat. What was he doing? I just want to know what he was doing. I want to know what he was doing. We can't That's ask him. Good time. Yet. Mm-hmm. And oh, speaking of him being dead, it is said that he haunts the place. That people have seen him walking around, checking on things, making sure, you know, everything's hunky-dory at his yeah. at his old abode. So that's the Coral Castle, which I think is just like one of the weirdest things we've talked about. It's it is very weird. I would love to visit. Like I'm just from the pictures I've seen. It yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. I'd love to go there. It seems super neat. Yeah. I mean, no matter how it was made or why it was made. I don't care. Like I, I don't care. It. It's just neat. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Like, really cool. Everyone, go visit the Coral Castle. Yeah, go check it out. You can go still visit. I think you have to pay admission. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean... What don't you have to pay admission for these days, really? Except to yeah, hand this episode things. produced in partnership with the Florida Tourist Bureau. I mean, kind of. We've talked about two different places you can visit. <laughs> yeah. I think the Coral Castle might be one of my favorite things that we've talked about. It's just weird. Yeah, I like the oddness of it, for sure. Yeah. You know, I also I'm, just kind of like that this guy was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I just like the card. Let, let him be. Let yeah. him be, guys. But he was like mystery. Like, he, he was like mystery. Like, mystery man about it because people would be like how'd you do it and he was like i know the secret to the pyramids you can if i can learn it so can you like just like what? one violation aliens with the big hair that's just like every every episode he's actually yeah. like one of my oh my god i send that gift to so many people like i'm not saying it's aliens but it's aliens i love that I've guy actually never seen an episode of agent aliens like i know all the jokes around agent aliens but i've never actually watched them here's the thing is that it's maddening mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> for the second episode in a row you're gonna see what a nerd i am but um 
a lot of times I watch it and I'm like, they're like, there's a flood myth in every culture. Perhaps aliens, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, read fucking Joseph Campbell and learn about archetypes. That like, yes, there are myths across all cultures that are similar because we all are humans and we all have human brains and we all, it's, it's archetypes, man. <laughs> then 3,000 years ago, like six fucking things happened. We were all going to notice. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea if there was actually a flood, but like, I know what water represents in Jungian theory. Like, right. It's the unknown, by the way. That's what water. I mean, at the beginning of 2020, half the world was on, felt like it was on fire. Like, you think <laughs> the world had some fire stories written? Like, it's not that hard. But also, just like a lot of myths and a lot of cultures sound the same. Yeah. We're not that imaginative as, as as a people, as a species. Guys, again, I'm going to say, please read The Hero with a Thousand Faces or watch The Power of Myth. <laughs> there we and, go. And listen to Joseph Campbell talk about archetypes because you'll feel a lot, you'll feel, you'll feel like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, sometimes Ancient Aliens is fun to watch. It's fun. Like, here's the thing. I don't take myself super seriously most of the time. And occasionally I like bad TV and I like mm-hmm. to believe, like I like to listen to crazy theories that I do not believe in, but like sometimes it's fun to be like, but what if there were ancient aliens? <sighs> I'm what not if... that guy. It's not, like, it's just fun. I... No, it, for me, it's, it's a headache. Like I want to watch those shows to hear people denounce those bad theories. Like, I don't want to hear like validation in any form whatsoever of those theories. Um, I think that's why we are the way we are now. Like, because too many people have been like, yeah, this could be possible. No, no, set it down now. It's not possible. Shut your mouth. I'm not saying it's possible. Cause I don't I believe that. in ancient alien. I don't believe in the, the, they call it the ancient astronaut theory. I don't believe I, in that. Sure, but enough people do where it's a problem. Maybe. I mean, I, I will fully admit to being the Debbie Downer in the room. Fine. <laughs> but it's just. I think I, I think another thing that kind of bums me out about, about ancient aliens is that it so underestimates the capability of humans. Right. That like, it's like, well, there's no way that humans built the pyramids first of all slaves built the pyramids so let's be clear about that and then also like i don't know like stop um, humans are like stop doubting the ingenuity of humans well it's really funny because like somehow slaves didn't build pyramids there's aliens but stuff like the acropolis were brilliant yeah true i know what there's one difference difference between the two and it's brown people yeah. You make a good point, sir. Yeah. One is brilliant, the other is aliens. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And there are a couple there are like many many episodes about like but in Africa and I'm like no, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need that. I don't need They're that like, line. look at these costumes that they wear when they do their like tribal dances oh, and it's God like, sake. can you just stop? Oh, for God's sake. 
no, no. It's all, no yeah, that kind of shit is maddening. We're good. We're just like, mm-hmm. also, I'm fascinated by Stonehenge. I, I'm not terribly fascinated by it because it just like, everyone's like, how'd they do it? And like pulleys, like the way they did everything else. Police were incredibly fundamental to human. I think the interesting thing to me about Stonehenge is that the stones were taken from a quarry that were like hundreds of miles from the site, which at that time would have been very, very difficult to never ever doubt the power of religious fanaticism. I'm not saying that as a no, no, no. I mean. That's I'm not yeah. saying that is a bad thing, just in general, religious fanaticism can do wonderful and also terrible things. Both and I think, options are available. And I think one of the things too that like and 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 it's the same with the coral castle that just like baffles mm-hmm. me is that mm-hmm. when it lines so perfectly with like astro astrological things. Sure. Like, holy moly, that that's like really kind of crazy to me. Where like, you know. Without without super accurate like measuring systems, they were still able to do that. I think that's kind of interesting. I it's don't think that that is alien. I don't think that that is like a thing of like only super powerful intelligent race. Right. I just think it's interesting. Like how? Like I want to know how we did it. I think, I think the simplest explanation in these circumstances is the most accurate. I think it was boredom. Like, look, these people farmed all day, had fuck all to do in the evenings. Like, this is what else are they going to do? True. Look up and just kind of observe. Like, they just, we've got 10,000 things to do all the time nowadays. Yeah. So, That's yeah, true. we're not going to focus in on one specific thing. That's all they had was look up and go, whoa. Like, you're going to yeah. gather the patterns that way. That's true. They didn't have light pollution the way we have light pollution. That's I live. True. Sort of in suburbia, suburbia-ish. Suburbia-ish. I still can't go outside and see the stars every night. Like, it, Which it, is it's, amazing it's, to me because you have the darkest neighborhood I've ever driven through. Right? And like, it's a, it's a 50-50 there, shot if I'm going to see stars at night. There are like zero streetlights. Because there are zero. Like, <laughs> there are no streetlights. It's just so, it's, it's so dark. Like, I don't know if there are streetlights in my parents' neighborhood, but like, holy moly, I was... <laughs> I was driving one night and I was like, I can't see anything. Yeah. I mean, we had to install lights in our driveway for, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have any of that. They literally just looked up and went, oh shit, stars. Like, yeah. that's all they had. They were going to figure it out. It's kind of beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. And it's also like, it's a, it's a really great way to say, like, Look at what they had, and they figured out so much. And look at all the stuff we have, and we figured out nothing because we can't, you know. Yeah, I, well, that's something too. Of like, I think about often like Roman roads mm-hmm. were these amazing things that, like, sure. many many Roman roads are still around today. Sure, but like our roads suck. The Romans did adequately fund transportation projects. We we do not take that same care. True. But still, like, Romans had it going on, man. They did a lot I mean, of really cool stuff. Were, the, those roads were the lifeblood of the empire. End of the Republic proceeding. 
Yeah. But still pretty cool. Oh, 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 that does not take away from their coolness at all. They were <laughs> absolutely cool. And on that weird oh no, we ended up in Rome. That's our episode this week. That's our <laughs> podcast. That's how we roll. That is. Yeah. All roads lead to, all roads lead to Rome, right? That's right. And all roads <laughs> lead to our podcast somehow. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. Um, do you, I think that's all I have on the Coral Castle of just like it being a really super cool place. Uh, go visit it. And we don't know how Ed did it. We don't know, but isn't it like, even as someone who's a skeptic, there's kind of a little bit of fun in not knowing. It's Let super it fun not to know. I'd rather never it. know. It's fine. I don't want a lot of mysteries. I want to know the answers. There are a lot of things mm-hmm. like, and we talked about like the lost colony of Roanoke. Like I want to know. Sure. Yeah. Who killed John Benet Ramsey? I want to know. Um, I think it was her brother. But, you know, I'm not. I don't have opinions on that one. I, I, that, that's. Eh. I think the brother did it. Anyway. Okay. Good moving on. Uh, but don't most, most, most mysteries I want to know. Coral Castle? I don't need to know. No, it's fine. I'd like to ascribe it all mm-hmm. to Ed. Hardworking yeah. Ed. Just Ed hanging out. Yeah, being like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I support Ed. In the I don't day. know what Ed did for his life. I mean, we do know what he did. He built a but like, what big job garage. did Ed have? A sculptor. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that. I mean, when he opened it up, he did charge people. And then he would like yeah. give tours. And then people would be like, how'd you do it, Ed? And he'd be like, pyramids. I don't know. I him. know, but you'll never know. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's, I do kind of like that attitude. Well, you know. Me too. I'm here for that. Yeah. Also, yeah. go listen to Billy Idol's song, Sweet 16. Speaking of bands named Billy. <gasps> yeah. Boom. Look at you go. That was awesome. Ha, ha. The intro and outro music for our podcast is New Wave by Billy Neptune. It is. So... Listen to Billy Idol, fine, but listen to Billy Neptune first. You listen to Billy Neptune. Yes, please do. Also, you know, while you're at it, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're yeah. at Podcast Restless. As always, let us know if you want us to make a particular drink or if you have an idea for the show or whatever you got. We're here for If you it. have a city that like we don't know anything about that we haven't covered, yeah. drop it, drop us a line. Yeah, let's do it. All right. There's like a lot of cities. There's a lot of cities. You can always also email us at restlessspiritspodcast at gmail.com. And especially if you have spooky stories from your own life, um, we'd love to hear them. Yes. I think our intent is to eventually do a reader special or a listener special. Yeah. To do like a listener episode. I would love to do that with you guys' stories. Yeah. Please, please, please send it to us. Mm. Mm. Um, you can always, you know, tune. Uh, what was I going to say? This is wrong. This is not what I usually say. I say, it's be something. sure to tune in next week <laughs> where we'll cover another city. Sometimes we post clues on Instagram and Facebook. Sometimes we don't. Yeah, we'll get just, to it. Just depends. Um, so, I mean, subscribe for us and then we'll think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review. The reviews on iTunes help us, like, get on people's listening lists. Um, and we, you know, if you like what you're listening to, tell other people that you like it and then maybe they'll tune in too. Word of mouth really helps. It would be awesome. 
we would love it. And, you know, again, reach out to us. We're super cool people. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. Unless yes, you're going to say mean things. Yeah, in that case, you know, bleep off. Don't say mean things to us. We'll cry. Nope. I will, yeah. anyway. And I'll ignore you. But, you know, on that note, I think we'll end it the way we always end it, which is harder to do on Zoom. But yes, one, two, three. Keep it, Keep it spooky. spooky. And fuck off, Tucson. I didn't forget this week. Man, <laughs> you and Tucson. Me and Tucson. We're, I'm adding it to the list. Please do. All right. It's going to be a fun episode. 